Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. Here in the earliest hour of our show, we're talking with Victor and Deborah Early about the impacts of the Central Coast Blue Water Recycling Authority. Um, Victor, you, you uh, during the break, were telling me that there were some interesting uh, parts of the studies on where the seawater intrusion was. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So the project is mainly slated as a seawater intrusion prevention project. And so so earlier I talked about, well, where's the water board on this? So uh, we started to do some, some digging as well as reading the actual groundwater reports from CCB. And based on their, their own groundwater modeling, uh, the seawater impact with, without this project would only hit the Pismo well after 37 years. Um, and that's with increased... So uh, it would o- actually only benefit the uh, one of the Pismo wells? That's or, correct. Or the and the Oceana wells are never affected in, in a 37-year period of, of, of pumping, according to their, their own model. So there's really no benefit to this project, to well, Oceano. What about the Grover Beach wells? The Grover Beach wells are, are pretty far back from the ocean. Um, they're similar uh, to the Oceano wells. They're not even shown to be impacted at all by seawater intrusion. And how about the Arroyo Grande wells? Similar to, to Grover and Oceano. It's just the, the one Pismo well, which is closest to the ocean. It's, a, it's, it's just east of Highway 1. And the so it's actually in Grover Beach. It is. That's correct. I wonder how the city fathers and mothers allowed that in Grover Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so it appears to me that the the line of injection wells are mainly to to protect that Pismo well, so they can increase pumping well well above their their current rates. Okay. Well, now, were there anything? Was there anything else in those studies that uh, caught your eye, well, we Victor? Were, we were trying to to look at the alternatives to this project because of the cost, and why not just move that Pismo well inland to a similar location as the Grover wells? Then, it, then they wouldn't have to do this project at all. Um, I mean, I I am for you know water supply, and you know there is a risk during uh, severe droughts. But the groundwater modeling included uh, 40 years of modeling, and, and there were four drought periods within that model. So they've, they've looked at drought conditions. Well, to be fair, there's a lot more people here than there were 40 years ago. And, and they're depending on more and more water being pulled out of the ground. Um, the, the reservoirs are only now filling up after an extended drought. Don't they have a right to extrapolate forward? And uh, they are so they're, they're extrapolating forward because they they calibrated the model based on a, a forty year history, and they're extrapolating forward forty years, and within that period, without the project and increased pumping, the only well that would be affected is that Pismo well. My goodness. Okay. All right. Well, now um, there are other things going on in this project. Uh, Oceano's being affected. Uh, Deborah, can you tell us anything about how Oceano is, well, not only affected, but whether people even understand at this point what is being done to them? 
Right. So I think at this point, we're, we're working really hard to do some community outreach and get that started. Um, so one of the things that, that we highlighted to the Coastal Commission was that there wasn't a, a good mailing list. Um, and so they are requesting an updated mailing list. We went to C- CCB and asked for help. Central Coast Blue. Central Coast Blue, their board met, uh, meeting on February 5th, asking for help. And um, we're told um, by the chair, um, Mayor of AG, Karen Ray, that Oceano was was out of the JPA that they were not responsible for any community outreach. So then they recommended that we talk to the county. So we're starting to go down the path of talking to various people, um, trying to get some community outreach going. We hope that we'll be able to get the word out, out and some of that outreach started in March just so that people are aware of what's going to be happening in their own backyards. It will impact people's lives, and I think it's fair that people know what, what is happening to them. Okay. Well, thank you, Deborah and Victor. And and obviously one of the things people can do is they can participate positively or negatively in the uh, recall movement in the city of Grover Beach, where the mayor and three or two of the council members who voted for going forward with the water rate increases to pay for this project. There's a petition out for each of them to be recalled. And uh, Debbie Peterson, you've been sort of involved in that, former Mayor Peterson. Uh, I I think you led the charge on uh, organizing people to be engaged and protest this particular project. Well, it's interesting that you say led the charge because I think it's been more like um, uh, a mass group of people all charging at the same time. Um, and and I have been helping folks understand how to engage with, with local government and why it's important. Um, but uh, this has not been just something I'm doing. It's been something that the people of Grover Beach are very concerned about. And uh, unfortunately, Oceano can't take part in in uh, choosing what happens to them in this way. Well, they can, in the sense that if they are upset about it, they have a Every elector, every registered voter in Oceano has a right to circulate a petition in Grover Beach for recall of the mayor and uh, Councilman Zimmerman and Councilman um, oh. Rushing. <laughs> Rushing, thank yes. you, um, who, who voted uh, to go forward with this project, at least the, the price increases for it. But uh, I, I have to stop. I, I know you're uh, saying that this was a groundswell, and it was. Uh, but leadership is always important. You have a new book out about oh, do, leadership. Yes. Yeah, I uh, actually... Do you want, want to tell us the title on that? I'd love to. Um, it's The Leadership Secrets of Taylor Swift. And uh, it's one It's one of five in my series. Joe wants a copy. Joe wants a copy. There you go, Joe. It's, uh, one, of the, it's one of five in the series, the Integrity 101 series, that, that helps folks know how they can successfully, efficiently participate in local government. And that's really important at this point in time because folks in Oceano, yes, they can circulate petitions in Grover that will stop this project, um, but uh, they need to have a voice. If people don't know what it's like on your street yeah. unless you could go out and tell them. Okay. And uh, our uh, 
Are you participating with the earlies in helping them with their outreach uh, to uh, members of the public in Oceano? I have not uh, participated in that. I'm leaving that to the folks who know Oceano and live in Oceano. I'm really focused on Grover Beach because that's where I live and that's where my neighbors will be impacted. Okay. So what's happening today with the uh, recall effort? Well, there are a couple of things. The, The first thing is we do have also an initiative to repeat the rate increase, which would stop the project. Mm -hmm. And that is in the signature gathering phase. We can move forward with that. And then the recalls are in a... um, a review phase with the city clerk and she did an initial review and said she didn't like the petitions and that that's interesting because they are the same petitions presented that were used and approved by for a recall in San Luis Obispo City in San Luis Obispo County and in the city of Morro Bay but our city clerk didn't like them she returned them to us we made every correction except one And um, that one we could not do because it was a request that we do something that we believe to be illegal. Okay. What was that? Council Member Zimmerman, like the other council members, had seven days to respond to the reasons for recall. And he did respond, but he didn't um, complete the response because he didn't sign it. And the law requires that it be signed. I see. Okay. However, the next day... And, and, and he, you have to print on the petition what the response of the, uh, the office holder is, don't you? Yes, that's right. So, so his response would be printed on the petition if it was legally filed. Mm-hmm. But to be legally filed, it must be signed. It wasn't signed until the next day, which was a day after the deadline. Okay. So we cannot include it because it wasn't legally filed, but the city clerk asked us to include it. And we're saying, no, that's a double standard. You're allowing him to either file late or to file an unsigned response, but in the 218 uh, program, which city 2,000 city citizens responded, they... Uh, they were not allowed to file late. They weren't counted. That's right. Well, we're coming up on another hard break, folks. Stay tuned to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only here at K News FM 98.5. We're going to have more after this break with former Mayor Debbie Peterson. Mm-hmm. 